Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. So today we're going to talk about independent contractors versus employees. And this is a topic that's become very near and dear to my heart, somewhat unintentionally. We're going to examine the differences between an independent contractor and an employee. In many real estate offices, a lot of the real estate licensees function as independent contractors instead of employees. So we're going to talk about what exactly that means and some of the key things you need to know about that. In April of 2017, I posted a blog post on our website about a growing number of independent contractor misclassification cases. The courts seem to have been inundated recently by people who feel like they were misclassified. They actually think that they're employees and not independent contractors. When companies properly classify individuals as independent contractors and maintain all of the necessary formalities, courts are upholding these classifications. However, when a worker is misclassified, it can be incredibly costly. One company owed $227 million, that's with an M, in settlements after incorrectly classifying employees as independent contractors in 19 different states. Most companies are not going to face that type of liability, but it can be alarming for business owners. So that's why it's important that licensees and brokers understand the difference between independent contractors and employees so that both understands the rights and obligations while working together in the real estate industry. So let's start by talking about some of the basics. Independent contractor status is complicated because there's no one thing that differentiates an employee from an independent contractor. You can usually reach a determination after looking at the totality of all of the circumstances that result in the classification of either independent contractor or employee. The primary concern in this, though, is the degree of control the business exerts over the individual. So for employees, employers are typically able to direct when, how, and where employees accomplish their responsibilities and typically provide the necessary tools for the employees to accomplish them. So for example, a computer, or if they're on the road a lot, a car. For independent contractors, they usually provide their own tools and determine when, how, and where they accomplish the task. So there's a lot more independence for independent contractors. And an example that I gave in an article that I wrote shortly after I joined Virginia Realtors that I think is a good illustration is the example of, I asked Kate to take a package and deliver it for me. If she's my employee, then I can say, Kate, I want you to deliver this package using this car, using this route by this time. And I'm really controlling how it is she's going about this package delivery. Whereas if she's my independent contractor, on the other hand, I would probably say, Kate, I need this package to be at this location by this time. Make, However, it, make it happen. Make it happen. However you, however you want to get there. So that's one way to think about it is how much are you being told how and what to do? So in the real estate industry, it's unique because brokers are required to exert certain control over the real estate licensees as required by Virginia rules and regulations. This, of course, can create some murky waters. Because of the requirement for brokers to exert some kind of control, the Internal Revenue Service has a statutory exemption for real estate agents. And when all three of their elements are met, licensees can be considered independent contractors. So in Virginia, that's the test that's used to determine whether a real estate licensee is an independent contractor. That IRS test. Right, yes. Federal IRS test is used in Virginia. Okay, so what are those three requirements? So first, the individual must be a licensed real estate professional. Okay. 
Second, substantially all of their payments must be directly related to sales or other output rather than the number of hours worked. So a commission versus an hourly salary or a, just a straight salary per year. Correct. Okay. And third, their services must be performed under a written contract providing that they will not be treated as employees for federal tax purposes. So that's their independent contractor agreement that they have signed. So and it has to be, it's like an explicit stating what they are or in this case are not. Okay. And so everyone knows there is an independent contractor agreement that Virginia Realtors provides that, that goes into those details, it checks those boxes. So if you don't have signed independent contractor agreements with brokers with your licensees or licensees with your firm, you may want to look at that or review them to make sure you've checked the boxes you need to check. So if a licensee meets those requirements, then you've properly classified him or her as an independent contractor and you're not required to withhold state income tax. Well, that's nice for the firm, but on the other hand, the agent now has to keep track. <laughs> and the right? agent has to keep track, which is important tax liability for them. So Right. And this is another reason it's important to know where you are if you're an independent contractor or if you're an employee because tax man comes no matter what. And you got to know who, who he's going after. The, another thing you need to look at is the Virginia workers' compensation laws and the Virginia unemployment laws. Both have explicit carve-outs for real estate licensees. They each have the following three requirements for a real estate licensed salesperson to remain an independent contractor. First, substantially all compensation from the business is derived from real estate commissions. So that's a lot like one of the IRS elements. The services are performed under a written contract specifying the person as an independent contractor. Again, like the IRS. And that the contract includes a provision that says the person will not be treated as an employee for federal tax income purposes. Again, it's kind of rolled very similar. Right. So it's important to realize that these exemptions are for real estate licensees, not unlicensed assistants. We're not talking about unlicensed assistants today, but we will be discussing them in a future episode. Right. So yeah, this is for real estate licensees. You could have a licensed assistant, but this is if you have a real estate license, then this could apply. So let's take it to the legal hotline. Is it acceptable for a broker to sign an independent contractor agreement at a date and time while the agent and company prepare to transfer the broker's license in the following 15 to 60 days? Well, there are no legal restrictions that would require the broker or the agent to wait to sign that independent contractor agreement. The agent really wants to look at the existing independent contractor agreement they have with their firm, if they have one, or if they're an employee of the current firm, what their what the rules are that govern them at the current firm. Because some places say you can't sign until you've transferred your license. I don't want you having an independent contractor agreement signed with somebody else, even if it's dated in the future. So for example, let's say, Kate, you're gonna come start working for my firm, but we gotta wait until September 1st. And so here on you know August 10th, we have you sign the independent contractor agreement dated September 1st. If your existing firm has said that you're not allowed to do that, you could get in trouble. So sure. the agent needs to look at what their existing agreements say. Sure. So Kate, if I wanna pay my licensees a base salary, can I still classify them as an independent contractor? This is risky. For IRS purposes, as we discussed, substantially all of their payments must be directly related to sales or other output rather than numbers of hours worked. But it can be a slippery slope. What is the base salary? What will their other payments be? It could definitely be a scenario that leans towards employee rather than independent contractor. You don't know how many, what percentage of commissions they'll be receiving during the year, whether that base salary may actually be all that they make. In which case you might be in a position where you unknowingly suddenly have yourself an employee and have not been withholding federal and state federal. taxes and yep. all of the workers' comp. And, you know, the one thing about independent contractor, it's not a bright line rule. It's a sliding scale. The more they look like an independent contractor, the more likely they are to be treated like an independent contractor. So as you were saying, Kate, there's a lot of factors in 
how much that base salary is going to make up of their entire total compensation is going to be a factor to that. And that's going to be something that you cannot predict the future. You don't know what their year is going to look like. And if you can, please tell me what the winning lottery <laughs> numbers are going to be. Laura, can I mandate that my agents watch your videos or listen to your podcast as training? One of my agents pushed back on me stating, I'm an independent contractor. Can I still make this happen? I think it's fantastic that you are really kind of encouraging that. It's in the real estate industry, brokers must exert some control over real estate licensees as required by Virginia rules and regulations. It's the broker's job to manage the office and make sure that all licensees are trained. And if part of their training program is that they're going to require their agents to review resources that are put out by Virginia Realtors or whatever their local Realtor Association or NAR, the National Association, all of those are ways that you can do that. If the other three requirements from the IRS are met, then it's likely that this person is still going to be classified as an independent contractor because brokers do have to provide education. So a few to kind of recap what we've discussed and look at how you can limit your risk as a broker. Um, number one, make sure you have that independent contractor agreement. We offer the standard form on this. Laura mentioned it earlier. This will explicitly spell out the obligations for both parties and meet the requirements set forth by the IRS. Right. The other thing you want to do is you want to reevaluate frequently. Is the licensee still behaving as an independent contractor? Have any of his or her responsibilities fallen into an employee designation? What do you need to do to change in order to clarify the licensee's classification? So if those lines are starting to get blurred and you're not sure, then you either need to make the decision to make them fully an employee or really take away and push them back into that independent contractor status. Well, and that concludes our discussion on independent contractors. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.